0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and welcome to the third episode of Maroon and Bold. I am CM Life Sports Editor Andrew Serma, joined by Senior football beat writer Austin Deneen and my assistant sports editor, Gregory Wycliffe. Guys, we all know what we're going to talk about. The whole country is talking about this game, uh, the controversy, the Hail Mary, uh,
1: the upset. Guys, initial thoughts? What a game. What a finish. I mean, just like the, the Bahamas Bowl a couple years ago with that Hail Mary, Jesse Kroll again. Just... Right place, wrong time for a wrong. Right place, wrong place, right time for Corey Willis. Can't write that any better. Storybook ending.
0: No, I thought that was the craziest thing about it was the fact that it was Cooper Rush or uh, it was Jesse Kroll back to catch it again. You know, he did the same thing in the 2014 Bahamas Bowl. He caught that jump ball and got the whole lateral situation going. I think the most
2: interesting thing is that CMU was down 14-0 in that game. They could have easily, you know, given up. They could have easily let Oklahoma State pull away and no one would be talking about this game at all. But the fact that they were to come, able to come back, Cooper Rush was able to make a few plays, the defense was held tough the entire game. The fact that they were able to do that and come back at, in Stillwater was pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was just it was one of the most wildest situations I've had covering a sporting event. We were up in the newsroom to watch it, to cover it. Um, we had a little bit of a delay on our television screen. We were watching tweets. We were getting tweets in from CMU Football, Twitter account, Um you know, before the last play, we just saw—I just saw a touchdown come through on, on the Twitter feed. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. We watched uh, the actual play, and we were like, "Jesse Kroll's way short of the end zone. He's not getting in the end zone." Then all of a sudden, he flips that ball to Corey Willis and jets to the corner. It was—it was wild. Um, the scene after, Greg, we were both there. What, what was your take about the the scene afterwards when the team got back to uh, Kelly Shores? thought it was interesting there was a lot of people there
2: to, yeah. to greet the team and uh you could just tell when the players got off the bus that it was something that they hadn't experienced before right and you could just see it in their eyes how proud they were and how excited they were to see their fans there to greet them coming back from that win because i know that was a it was a crazy game long flight back long ride back and yeah. just you know for them to see those people there it just you know. I you could tell that they were really excited to see their fans
0: yeah I thought it was interesting something that Bonamago said was we didn't need the plane to get back we could have literally floated on back we were uh, you know they're so happy um, Jesse Kroll got off the bus uh, 60 year senior been here for two coaching staffs um, he said this was most, one of the most special moments he's had and that was that was very interesting um, play-wise statistics what do you guys see what do you guys have
1: uh, defense held tough all game. Only let them have fifty yards rushing, yeah. which was going to be huge because CMU needed to win time of possession in order to pull off an upset, which they did. They dominated throughout most of the first three quarters. Right. Then Oklahoma State kind of caught up at the end, but they still won. Great game for the defense. Josh Cox led the team with nine tackles. Also had a pick in the intercept in the end zone. Looking good.
0: Yeah, he was. Uh, Cox was the defensive the. Uh, I'm sorry, I almost said Big Ten. The Mid-American Conference's West Division uh, Defensive Player of the Week, quarterback Cooper Rush. um, He was the uh, Offensive Player of the Week. That's probably got to be almost his fifth, I'm sure, uh, more than five to to that uh, weekly award.
1: Both of their first. Oh, was it really?
0: Both of their first times winning that award. Unbelievable. I did not. Mm -hmm. Cooper Rush? Cooper Rush. Wow. So go figure that out. First time for both of them winning uh, max weekly honors. How about Tyler
2: Conklin? I mean,
1: have a coming out party. Have yeah. a day, young man.
2: That guy Seriously. had a really good game. Seven catches, ninety ninety six yards, two touchdowns. Like, and that unbelievable one handed grab in yeah. the back of the end zone. I think a lot of times when Cooper was in trouble, he found Conklin, and Conklin made a great play. And he was really the reason that they were able to keep a lot of their drives going, like they needed to do. So shout out, got to shout him out a lot. Yeah, sure. I
0: mean Conklin was kind of an interesting story. He um he, he had Division One looks coming out for, for football coming out of uh. Lance Cruz North High School, Um, and then he decided to go the basketball route at Northwood, played there for about a year, and then he had a little bit of time sitting on the bench and kind of working his way. He came to CMU as a wide receiver, had to put on weight. They moved him to tight end. He had to put on that weight, Um, and it's good to see that kid finally out on the field. Um, You know, that one had to catch was already on ESPN. They already, you know, CMU was already getting some love from uh, the national market. They had a GIF of Conklin's catch it was a heck of a catch in the corner of the end zone. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of filling that that Ben McCord role. Uh, that, you know that Ben kind of came into nicely. That kid's a junior. Um, I think his grade is actually a senior, but you know, uh, for in terms of sports, he's a junior. We'll see what happens with him if he keeps trending upward. If he keeps having games like he did against the competition that he he was going up against, he might see his way to the NFL. I think
2: that's the thing that you know. This is week two. You know, this is kind of. Cooper Rush being able to find him in those moments, I think that gives Cooper Rush confidence in him, and so you'll probably see him going to Conklin a lot more because he can already trust him and he knows where he's going to be. He knows he's right. going to be there for him. So right,
1: big tight ends are quarterback's best friend. Yes, they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: it, it, it definitely. Uh, uh the, the tight ends at CMU. You think of uh, I mean, obviously Ben McCord from just last year. But J. J Watt. Then he yeah. transferred. Yeah. Then he transferred. Which <laughs> right, <one. laughs> right, right. Um, no. Uh, looking ahead. I think it's sufficiently safe to do that now. Um, again, heck of heck of uh, a play, heck of a game. Um, check out the coverage from that game. We have it in uh, today's edition, Monday, uh, September 12th edition of CM Life. Great photos. We um, Greg did a great job writing it up. Austin had you know, a couple articles in there as well. Uh, but let's move forward. Let's go ahead. UNLV, the running Rebs. We have them coming to Kelly Short on Saturday at 3 p.m. kickoff. Guys, initial thoughts on that team. You guys did a little bit of research on them.
1: The running Rebels like to run the ball, so the run <laughs> defense will be very important coming in. Yeah. They're coming in averaging over 200 yards a game rushing.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. They have a really, not tall, but really stocky uh, quarterback, 6'2", yeah. 245 pounds, Johnny Stanton, um, big guy. So it's going to be tough to, to bring him down, um, and yeah. also their running game. going to be tough to slow that running game down. But
0: Yeah, I saw uh, UNLV play University of Michigan down in Ann Arbor this time last year, and, uh, you know, they were a young team. I think they have a new-ish head ball coach down there. Um, don't sleep on that team. I, I will say that. Don't look forward to getting another upset against Virginia um, in Week 4. you got to take care of business against UNLV. Um, that's, that's one of the biggest things. Um, Western Michigan is going to Illinois this weekend. The thing that intrigues me about the, that game is if they do upset that team, and I don't think it'd be that much of an upset, but if they do upset that team, and they can they win in week four, and CMU goes two and zero in these next two games, the possibility of College Game Day coming to Mount Pleasant. What are your thoughts on that? That'd be big, first Electric. time ever.
2: Yeah, you know, that'd be crazy. Do you That's think ridiculous. it's Do you think
0: it's possible though? You think it's it's in the realm?
2: Well, you know. We still have to, you know there's still 2 weeks left so right. we kind of have to pump the brakes a little bit but right. you know if it were to happen it would be pretty it would be a pretty cool thing CMU versus Western is a big big rivalry in yep. this state you know um, the, the fans take it real serious the players do too so it would it would give them it would give the game a lot of justice you know a lot yep. of national attention
1: i think one or maybe even both of those teams need to be ranked for college to game day to come to little low mount pleasant yeah, yeah.
0: well you know uh, they Game day went to I think it was South Dakota State, yeah. not too long ago. Maybe it was, it was North Dakota. I'm not sure, but they went to one of those uh, FCS or maybe it was Division Two. They went to one of those. Uh, they usually once a year they'll pick those smaller schools to go go down and check out. Well, they've done Yale and um, Harvard before. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it's, it's possible. Yeah, I think is, if there's going to be any year they come to a MAC game, that'll be the most interesting MAC game. Yeah. The all two teams are undefeated. For sure,
1: for sure. Absolutely. Um. So
0: that is something to, to look for. But like Greg said, we're going to pump the brakes a little bit. We have times to go still. Um, Further about this game, uh, the Oklahoma student paper, the Ocali, had a, I'll just call an interesting response uh, editorial that that they published in today's edition. They asked us if we were interested in doing um, opposing editorials, kind of like a debate-type platform. Uh, We declined, but check that out. It's on our Facebook page. Um, Again, check out uh, the print edition of CM Life on stands around campus. Uh, really great coverage. Really great design. Um, let's move to soccer. Let's move to that women's soccer team. Um, and I know you guys aren't our beat
1: writers for it, but 7-0. 7-0. Oh, oh.
0: First time since 2006. Yeah,
1: yeah. First, first
0: time since 2006.
1: Nation's leading goal scorer yep. in Chippewa Uniform.
0: Alexis Pelafis has nine goals. I'm not Now, that was at around 5 o'clock yesterday. I'm not sure the results of any other games that were later on Sunday. Um, it could have been another goal scorer. The next leading leader had eight, mm-hmm. eight. Then there was Pelafis had two goals yesterday. Um, she sat out the game before that, so she had to play a little bit of catch-up. Yeah. But that's just impressive. It's impressive. Pete McGay's team. He had a bunch of freshmen on that team last year. A lot of uh, all freshmen MAC conference teamers. Um, they turned it around this year. In all honesty, they mm-hmm. went six and ten and three last year, uh, they're undefeated. They already are, to- you know, surpassed their win total. Um, I, I figured that's. Worth a shout out. That's worth a shout out. One last time, we'll go back to that football game. If you guys have any cheers and jeers to that football game, key players and really regrettable mistakes or bad players.
2: Well, I, again, just uh, Tyrell Conklin, and I thought Amari Amari Coleman also. They they tried to go at him a lot um, in the red zone, uh, but he he held his own. I think he made a lot of good bit, a lot of key plays down on in the goal line there uh, covering James Washington who's one of the best receivers in the country. He held his own and proved that he can basically cover anyone in the country. So,
1: yeah. The whole defensive backfield gets cheers. I mean, they they all played well. Josh Cox led the team in tackles, had the interception. That everybody played well. There wasn't really any yeah. any crazy gains over the top or anything like yeah. that. Just a really sound effort.
2: Yeah. If I had to say one gear, I guess it would be the running game. They didn't they didn't run the ball as well as they did the week before. Kind of understand it a little bit. Oklahoma State's defense is a little tougher than uh, Presbyterians, but in order to keep this going, they're going to have to establish that running
1: game at some point. Yeah. Any jeers, Austin? The officiating, not just for the last call. They blew some other calls. First touchdown, looked like a guy went out of bounds, didn't even stop to replay it. Yeah, they got a couple officials got suspended for a couple games over this game.
0: Uh, All eight MAC officials got suspended, and then I believe I'm not sure the number of the Big Twelve officials, but the Big Twelve who was the replay crew, two of them got suspended, and I know that the MAC officials will serve a two-game suspension. So, uh, warranted.
1: Very very much so.
0: Um, My jeer is Oklahoma State head football coach Mr. Gundy. if you just call the right normal play on that last uh, that last game, play of regulation, if you just take a knee like a normal team would, uh, you run that clock out, and there's no controversy to be had. But instead, for whatever reason, you're throwing a, a pass play. You're throwing a, some sort of – I don't know if it was a broken play, but you threw a pass play, and you you set yourself up for what they called was uh, to get screwed in their, on the front page of the O'Callie student paper. Um, they set themselves up for it. That's my jeer. If you want to really look at it and debate it, that's all i got to say, is just take a knee and win the game. Victory formation. There's a reason they have that. Um, anything else, guys? All right, for this episode of Maroon and Bold, this was sports editor Andrew Sharma, joined by my two CMU football beat writers. Check us out again uh, this time next week, and see you then.